and welcome back to another episode of Outside the Shoe. I'm Jeff Hammersley, joined once again by Meredith Hine. It's been a couple weeks, but we are now back. This week, we will be discussing the FIFA Women's World Cup taking place in France, as there's quite a few Buckeyes represented for a couple of these teams that are still taking part in the tournament. But with that being said, I'll let Meredith handle that. But first, Meredith, welcome once again. And as I just said, and we've also mentioned online on LandGrantHolyLand.com, that there's three Ohio State Buckeyes who are taking part in this FIFA Women's World Cup right now. Can you remind us about who's representing who as the group stage begins to wrap up? Sure thing. First up are Nichelle Prince and Lindsay Agnew, who are both representing the Canadian squad. Prince and Agnew played for Ohio State from 2013 to 2016 and both play important roles on the Canadian roster this World Cup. Canada is already off to a hot start, opening the tournament with a 1-0 victory over Cameroon and solidifying its spot in the knockout round with a 2-0 victory over New Zealand. Next up, the Canadians are set to face the Netherlands in the last match of group play. Tiffany Cameron, who also happens to be Canadian-born and who played for Ohio State from 2009 to 2012, is also playing in this year's World Cup for the Jamaican squad. While Jamaica has struggled getting shut out by Brazil 0-3 and 0-5 by Italy, the team is making history as the first Caribbean squad to compete at the event. Yeah, Meredith, you said it. Canada's off to a very fast start so far through these two games in the World Cup. Two games against Group E contestants Cameroon and New Zealand, both victories. The Canadians, six points out of a possible six. Three goals, four, zero goals allowed. Michelle Prince has had a quite an impressive role in one of those three goals for Canada, scoring a huge one against New Zealand. How important has she been for the Canadians so far in these two groupie matches? Prince has been hugely important. Not only did she score Canada's second goal against New Zealand to seal the win, she also provided a crucial assist early in the second half with a pass to Jesse Fleming that led to Canada's first score of the game. And while she didn't score against Cameroon, she had the highest expected goal count on either squad. And for the people keeping score at home, Canada, as we've mentioned, three goals. Michelle Prince has scored one goal. It has assisted another. Meredith, I mean, two-thirds of these goals have gone through Michelle Prince so far in these two matches in France. Are you surprised at how well she's been playing on the world stage? It shouldn't be a surprise at all. Prince was prolific during her time at Ohio State, scoring 27 goals during her career, including 13 as a freshman. She was also a member of the bronze medalist Canadian team in the 2016 Olympics in Rio and, since leaving Ohio State, has played professionally for the Houston Dash of the National Women's Soccer League. Yeah, Meredith, uh, but here's the thing with Michelle Prince. She hasn't been by herself on this journey to the Canadian national team. Lindsay Agnew has been there throughout the Ohio State days, now going to France, part of the Canadian national team. It's really unique where you have these two teammates together for so long, isn't it? Agnew and Prince can't seem to get away from each other. From playing together on the Canadian Under-17 team to being roommates at Ohio State to the Houston Dash to the Canadian national team, you can't seem to find one without the other. While she hasn't played much of a role in group play, Agnew definitely has the capacity to contribute as the cup continues and fatigue starts to set in for some of these Canadian players. Yeah, that's actually a really good point, Meredith. I think... Even though Agnew hasn't really played uh, at this point in the World Cup, you have to figure teams that make a run, there's generally somebody who comes up off the bench and makes some big plays. I mean, just look at, and this is a different sport, look at what Toronto did uh, against Golden State in the NBA Finals. I mean, Fred Van Vliet came out of nowhere down the stretch and was huge off the bench 
for the Raptors as they took down Golden State in six games. Now, granted, Kings had to go Toronto's way. But for the most part, it's these people who you don't really expect who become heroes when the time calls for it. And in a case like the Women's World Cup, I mean, it's, it's got to be, it, there's got to be some really tricky portions uh, in the knockout stage here. Even though we don't know who Canada's going to play, I mean, they could get a draw with someone from Group D, either maybe England, Japan, even maybe Argentina in that case. Or if they're on the other side uh, where they, they fall, there's a chance they could play Sweden or the United States. Uh, I think that is a very real possibility in those cases, and depending upon how or who you get in the knockout stage, kind of dictates your strategy moving forward. And I think there's got to be games that are going to be a little bit more challenging, a little bit more tiring. Someone could be called up to be one of your substitutions in the game. And I think if you're Agno, I think that's kind of a decent place to be. There's even a, could be a good chance where her and Prince could be on the pitch at the same time. Now that goes on to my next question uh, to you, Meredith. Canada is already going through to the next round. We know that at this point. But they have a chance to be atop the group. Uh, what can the Canadians do against the Netherlands, their final game in the Group E matchups, uh, to make sure they stay atop the group and giving Buckeye fans another opportunity to see a couple of their former stars? Canada has won its two matchups primarily through its solid defense, even earning criticism after defeating Cameroon for not scoring more than one goal despite the shutout. While both squads are evenly matched, Canada will need to keep up that kind of suffocating defensive pace as they take on the Netherlands. And once again, Canada-Netherlands will be taking place on Thursday at noon Eastern time. The game will be broadcast on Fox. You can catch two of your Ohio State Buckeyes, Nichelle Prince, and Lizzie Agnew as they fight to be a top Group E to end group play going into the knockout stage of the FIFA Women's World Cup in France. Once again, Fox will be covering the game. Fox will be broadcasting the game. Netherlands, Canada, noon Eastern time this Thursday. And transitioning to Team Jamaica, which hosts uh, Tiffany Cameron on their team, it's not really been a successful World Cup for Jamaica. But it's, it's an experience that I think a lot of the, the players, I think, at the end will look back f with fondness. Uh, even though their group and Group C, a very tough group, Italy, Brazil, and Australia with Jamaica. And so far through the first two games, really tough sledding for the Jamaicans to get any kind of traction uh, on the pitch against really two really talented teams. Brazil beat Jamaica 3-0 in the first game. Italy took them down 5-0 in the second game as now their final game in Group C will take place Tuesday afternoon against Australia. Uh, Meredith, can you tell us a little bit more about this Jamaica squad as they try to at least get a goal and even a point uh, in their final game in the group stage? It'll definitely be a struggle, as you mentioned, with Jamaica's draw, but it's been a huge win just to get the Jamaican team to the competition. They entered the cup as massive underdogs, but are the first Caribbean team to ever qualify for the World Cup, and that's after not even having a team just a few years ago. They'll be facing off against Australia, who fell 1-2 to Italy before beating Brazil 3-2, so hopefully Jamaica will be able to keep things close this afternoon. And maybe we may even see some Tiffany Cameron in this finale against Australia for Team Jamaica. So far in these two World Cup games for Cameron, only 11 minutes on the pitch, but you never know. These kind of games 
Uh, I think when a team tries to get some offense going, could bring out some of their stars, some of their players who can make some plays. So if you're trying to catch Jamaica in this Group C finale against Australia, 3 o'clock, FS2 will broadcast the game. Once again, Jamaica, Australia, 3 o'clock, FS2, later today, Tuesday, uh, as the finale for Group C takes hold, and we get ready for the knockout stage of the FIFA Women's World Cup. And bringing us to our final question, Meredith, uh, we talked about Canada and Jamaica. They both have Ohio State Buckeyes, and this is an Ohio State Buckeyes podcast. But what are your kind of predictions uh, for the, how the group stage will end? So there's a, a ton of teams left trying to get spots. Only a few really, uh, as of Tuesday morning, have secured spots in the, in the Women's Cup knockout stage. Uh, we know France and Germany are on top of Group A and B, respectively, and Norway and Spain are the runners-up. China is going to be, I think, a, a top four qualifying team as four third-place teams will qualify for the knockout stage. But we have some other teams uh, that are kind of just jostling for position before we really set the knockout stage in pen and get ready for those games taking place at the end of the week. But just for your thoughts, Meredith, any general predictions for how you think this group stage ends and before we get on uh, to the round of 16. Most of the 16 teams in the knockout round have already earned their spots, headlined by the U.S. women's national team, coming from Group F, who was once again the resounding favorite to take this year's World Cup. Both Canada and the Netherlands have already earned their spots coming out of Group E, but the winner of the pairs match this week will impact overall seeding. Given Canada's strong defense, look for yet another shutout when they take on the Netherlands. All right, so thank you, Meredith, with those predictions for the, how the group stage will end. And now the remaining group stage games, we're going to give you the start times, kickoff times over the next few days of games still yet to be played. For Group C, Team Jamaica, uh, they're in that group. Australia, as we mentioned, a 3 o'clock start time. FS2 will broadcast simultaneous start. The other game for Group C, Italy and Brazil taking place at 3 o'clock as well on FS1 if you're trying to catch any of those games. On Wednesday, uh, it's Group D who will be wrapping up play. Once again, 3 o'clock start times for both of those games in that group. Japan, England on FS1, Scotland and Argentina 3 o'clock on FS2. That game taking place in Parc des Princes in Paris. Uh, on Thursday, Cameroon, New Zealand, uh, a noon start time on FS1. Netherlands and Canada, a noon start time as well. As Group E wraps up, again, Netherlands, Canada. Canada featuring Michelle uh, Prince and Lindsay Agnew, former Buckeyes. Fox will be broadcasting that game at noon. But I think the big game everybody in the United States is looking for, Group F will be going last 3 o'clock start times for both of those games. Sweden and the United States, 3 o'clock Fox to broadcast the game. And then Thailand and Chile on FS1 running concurrently uh, as that would wrap up the end of the group stage round for the FIFA Women's World Cup. And as Meredith mentioned already, 12 spots have been booked. France and Norway in Group A. Uh, in Group B, Germany and Spain as winners and runners-up. China is the third-place team. Pretty much sure they're going to be one of the qualifying third-place teams for the knockout stage. And then we look at what's happening in the rest of the groups. Group C, Italy has punched their ticket already. 
uh, in Group C with six points, whether they be on top or not, that remains to be seen. But we knew we now know they are going to go through. And Group D, England and Japan are the two teams that are going to qualify through. Group E, it's Canada and the Netherlands. Uh, so far in that stage, it's for the Netherlands uh, leading that group right now. Four goals for, one goal against. Canada has three goals for on zero goals allowed. Both teams with a plus three goal differential. Cameroon and New Zealand are in last in Group E with zero points and both with a negative three uh, goals against outcome. And then in Group F, Sweden and the United States are the top two teams entering final match day, which will be on Thursday. Uh, we don't know how that's going to go yet, but we do know that both those teams are through as the United States, a plus 16 goals for versus goals against. Sweden is at plus six, uh, seven goals for, one goal allowed, as Chile and Thailand are in third and fourth with zero points, the difference there just being the gold differentials. So with that being said, uh, that's what your World Cup uh, group stage is looking like for the FIFA Women's World Cup as we head into the final days for the group stage. Hard to believe that we're already getting into the, the knockout stage already. Uh, but once again, three Buckeyes featured in this FIFA Women's World Cup. Michelle Prince, Lindsay Agnew for Team Canada, Tiffany Karen on Team Jamaica. And once again, thank you for listening. Uh, for this week's edition of Outside the Shoe, I'm Jeff Hammersley, joined by Meredith Hind once again. Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you again next time.